From across the Midwest, this is Opinions Anonymous, your new favorite podcast. If you can't get enough of us, check us out online at opinionsanonymous.com. In the meantime, sit back, relax, and remember, everyone has an opinion. Ours are just better. Hello and welcome to Opinions Anonymous. Welcome to episode 23. We've got a great episode in store today. With me today is Andy. Andy, how are you? Doing great, Luke. How are you? Good. Hey, we had some other uh, suggestions for the name. Other Luke, did you have a favorite? Well, let's see. We had two Lukes, one cup. Uh, We had the (laughs) Lukey Dukes. And I think I also saw... Sir Luke's a lot and Sir Luke's a little. Um, <laughs> none of those really standing choices. out above the rest. Yeah, we'll we'll keep working on it. And Adam with us today. Adam, fuck you very much. All right, let's go ahead and jump into some emails. You have an email. All right, I'll kick off the emails this week. Got one from Joshua in Greensburg, and he wants to know, when it's all said and done, who finally sits on the Iron Throne? I really, like, I want to believe, basically, like, anyone could end up on top, right? I think my, probably the leader in the clubhouse for me is, I think, so, like, last season, we, of course, found out for real that Jon Snow is, of course, the the rightful heir to the throne, Uh, but now that he's teamed up with Daenerys, I think somehow that is going to become common knowledge among everybody and he'll get recognized as the rightful heir. But I think somehow he's going to, he's not going to end up on the Iron Throne. I think he's going to end up like maybe being recognized for a bit and then sacrificing himself in some way. Or maybe Daenerys just goes nuts and goes all Mad King and kills him for some reason. I don't know how that's going to happen, but that's kind of where I see things ending up. And then Daenerys ends up on the Iron Throne. Luke, your thoughts? I feel like Andy's thoughts are, are way more in-depth than mine. I I never trust Game of Thrones, and I don't think a lot of people do. So every time I try and think of who will end up there, I'm, I either think it's too obvious, or mm-hmm. I, I just think, okay, that person's going to die instead. Because that's what okay. happens. So my choice that I think is going to end up on the Iron Throne is going to be Podrick's Magical Cock. <laughs> I mean, what else? What deserves it more? I, I I just feel like everybody else they're they're too important to actually live. So mm-hmm. so why not why not just be Podrick and his and his like, excellent member? They'll be like this guy fucks so good that he just deserves <laughs> to be king of everything. Absolutely, the, the horse love him. Is this is he like the Ron Jeremy of today? <laughs> <laughs> I that's a fair comparison, I would say. Yeah. I'm not going to out myself by listing a bunch of other porn stars that he could be compared to. <laughs> I feel like it's good to just stick with the common knowledge one and not go in depth. <laughs> Amen, brother. All right, moving on. I'll, I'll, we will mercifully end that segment for Luke and Adam. We're going to move on to our next email. We've got uh, our, our faithful number one fan, maybe, Jared. Love you, Jared. We do love you, Jared. He he wrote in, he said he wants us to do the Florida Man Challenge. It's been sweeping the nation where we Google our birthday followed by Florida Man and share the results. So I think we've all we've all done this at this point, right? On uh, On my birthday, we had a 71-year-old Florida man who tied a gun to a weather balloon to fake his own murder. Police. That is a headline. I did not read an article, but that is a headline. Pretty good start. Faking your own murder, always a good idea. I've got a Florida man uh, finds massive python floating next to his dock, or, as they call in Florida, <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> Was that just you being born, the giant python? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I have Florida man rides on hood of car going 70 miles an hour. <laughs> nice. Because they call it morning commute. I've got naked Florida man stood in a fire and chanted gibberish. Mushrooms <laughs> did it, cops say. 
<laughs> How many detectives did it take to find that out? <laughs> Crazy thing, that guy was a firefighter. <laughs> I, I just don't ask questions. I mean, that headline didn't even say anything about the knife he was holding. <laughs> Goodness. Yeah, I don't think I don't think knives are actually considered weapons in Florida. No, he actually I, I read the article because I was curious. He dropped the knife and picked up a stick to swing at the officers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's way more logical. I mean if it was on fire. Probably wasn't no longer reach. <laughs> Jared, thanks for the uh entertainment and excitement there. Uh moving on, we have Jason from Germany says, We're doing Lent all wrong. He said, a man is living on only beer and water for Lent. Is there one thing we could live on with water for 40 days? Food. Food seems pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking pizza, fried chicken, lasagna. Yeah. Um, well, it's, I don't think it's beer. I just don't feel like. So the guy that's doing it, the doing beer and water only is being monitored by a medical doctor and also has lost 25 pounds already. That's oh. a solid diet plan. He's also lost his cell phone 37 times already. <laughs> <laughs> Just drinking beer and water. I think something like, so, I mean, going for just beer and water is a pretty bold move, but I really think he almost didn't take it far enough. Like he should have just done like tequila and water. Or, or like a vape, just like a vape and water. Like, that'll get me through 40 days. Well, the good news is if you're doing just tequila and water, you're going to sleep most of the day anyway. <laughs> yeah, and probably lose much more weight because you just throw up probably four times a day. And also die. You'd probably die. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. This guy needs to commit fully. I think, I guess I'd probably do pizza. I feel like pizza is broad enough that you can be creative with it. I mean, you don't have to just select like a fucking piece of pepperoni pizza, right? I mean, I feel like yeah. that's the like the best choice. Like, I would even just do cheese pizza for forty days, even if it was like, okay, you can't, you can do pizza, but you have to do just one, and it has to be a basic. Like, I, I think I could still live with that. To be fair, you'd have to do cheese on Fridays. Great point. That's the spirit of Lent. It's true. It's true. For, for me, since I know you guys are dying to to know, uh, it's chicken. I would do chicken and water. Would you do like a specific type? Would it have to be fried chicken, or could you do? I mean, you keep because we're saying you can't do like every variation of chicken. That's that's cheap. Yeah, no, I would probably just do either like grilled or baked chicken breast. I could do that for forty days. I would do uh, Big Macs. Because <laughs> whoever was mad about that last week can uh, suck it. <laughs> well, if if you're trying to avoid the meat on Fridays, I, I maybe I go with Olive Garden breadsticks. Yeah, uh, those are those are all you can eat too. So a good choice. That's it for emails today. They they were a fucking hit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a lot to say. Uh. Now we're going to move into just some random news blurbs. So a first one, it's NCAA tournament time. It's Thursday. Purdue's playing right now. And according to NCAA.com, somehow someone still has a perfect bracket headed into the Sweet 16. Is it one of us? Do we have thoughts on it? I feel like of all of all years, like last year, I, I can't believe it would even have been like fathomable for someone to make it to the sweet 16 with as many upsets as there were but this year like i don't know kind of weren't that many so i'm, I'm a little surprised there's only one at this point yeah this year there are four number ones four number twos four number threes two fours a five and a 12 so really pretty much chalk with two major upsets going into the sweet, or one major upset going into the sweet 16 and i actually picked oregon in two of my brackets so how big of an upset was it I feel like it's probably just some like fucking random virgin dude who's sitting in his parents' basement and just has picked this thing apart and fit like 150 different brackets. See, that's actually not true because I saw something on this guy and he didn't even know he had a perfect bracket. Like, I don't even think he's a basketball fan. That's the point, I think. <clears throat> yeah, so he's clearly a huge fucking fan. This is always the bullshit that happens. Though. Like it's like every like office bracket pool. It's always some someone that doesn't care at all. Like only joined it because 
everyone else did, filled it out and never looked at it again. And then all of a sudden at the end, it's like, oh, you won like a couple hundred bucks. It's just how it always works. If you, if you know things, you're not going to win. I think it's just they don't overthink it. Yeah, they don't overthink anything. They yeah. just pick shit. Yeah. I always got my ass kicked by my sister and she picked based on the mascots and colors. <laughs> See, there appears to be a good strategy to that. I mean, that's what this dude did when he was not having his mom run out for more cheese at Cheetos. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I always forget a live phone line on these podcasts. All right. Uh, let me let me go ahead and answer this one. Opinions Anonymous. Caller, you're on the air. Uh, hey, guys. This is Greg. I hear you're talking about my bracket. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Greg. You're the guy with the uh, the last remaining perfect bracket, right? Yeah, that's what I was told. All right, well, can you tell us a little bit about maybe what your, your strategy was for picking or, or how you feel to, to have the last remaining perfect bracket? Well, you see, I'm a, a big video game guy, so I just kind of went with the mascots I thought would win in a head-to-head video, you know, battle to the death. <laughs> uh, ter- ter- Solid strategy. Spot on, yeah. <laughs> can't believe can't believe that uh, that worked out for you. Um, so, yeah, I... I was trying to I was trying to actually help have my cat help <laughs> pick my bracket, but he was kinda of he was kinda of being an asshole that day. So I had my mom take him upstairs for the day. Wait wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is this, Greg, do I know you, Greg? Are, are we like long lost twins or where where wait, is this is is this Andy? Yeah, yeah Greg. Yeah, it's me. Ah, man, I listen to this podcast all the time. I am a huge <laughs> fan. I idolize you. Wow. Well, Thanks. It's always always nice to be recognized. Seems like we may have uh, yeah, you, quite a bit in common. I, you really make me you make me strive to get out of my parents' basement <laughs> and into a studio apartment. One would assume. Yeah, I might even talk to a girl one day. <laughs> wow, we'll get there, Andy. Greg. We like to, we like to get to know our callers a little bit too. What's your? Do you have like a favorite food or anything you want to share with us? Man, I got to tell you, I really, really have been on a kick lately of these. Uh, Gosh, what are they? Uh, potato, potato cakes? Arby's? <laughs> Arby's? God damn it. All right, we got to hang up on this guy. This, this one's over. <laughs> Greg, thanks for the uh, pep talk. And thanks for calling Hey, in. thanks, Andy. Keep it in there, buddy. Big fan. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like you guys need to go out to brunch sometime. Yeah. I forgot hey, to get hey, his, guys, his sorry, contact my, uh, in. My kid was throwing a fit. What's going on? What'd I miss? Oh, we just... <laughs> Just talking about the NCAA perfect bracket. We had a, a call in. One of Andy's high school buddies just called in. You missed it. It was good. I think it might have been like oh. a, a long lost relative or yeah. twin brother that we were separated at birth. I don't know. That was what, what was he like? Did he seem nice? Yeah. <laughs> kind of yeah. Kind of a douche. Really. <laughs> I kind of feel bad. I, was, I kind of feel bad. I was kind of a dick to him before he called in. Hopefully he didn't hear that. Uh <laughs> Uh, always always nice to have a good a good call in so thanks to greg out there shout out all right uh next news item on the list today we had justin bieber this week he announced he's taking a hiatus from music hold the fuck on we We stopped and waited for this yeah this was the thing we had to discuss of course might as well keep talking about fucking this is life life changing I feel like we should have kept Greg on the phone. He might have wanted to talk about this. <laughs> I'm sure that I'm sure that he would have. I don't know. Maybe Luke has a long lost relative that would want to talk about this one. That that's maybe more my guess. Anyway, so the point I want to make on this: who else do we think either deserves or needs to be like to forcibly take a hiatus? Kanye. Yeah, you and Luke are going to have a throwdown tonight. And probably anyone else that's on Luke's podcast right now. Or pod, uh, iPod. Oh, iPod. yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, Adam, Adam should take a leave of absence. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Riddle shots fired. <laughs> I'm sorry, do you, you guys don't think that like Meatloaf should take a leave of absence? Is Meatloaf still alive? Whoa. You want to get back into that? I thought... <laughs> Since we discussed this last week, I have been on quite the meatloaf kick the last week or so. You are lucky you're no longer in the <laughs> office with me. I'll be honest. I have two. Like Monday, I had it with mashed potatoes. Tuesday, green beans. It's it been a good week. Meatloaf, man. Yeah. Man. Awesome how that was the same joke as last week. Yeah, I think we can go ahead and chalk it up to uh, the flop of the week. 
I mean, if anything, I would say Meatloaf deserves a hiatus because he's just, if alive, has been doing great stuff for a long pretty time. Pretty confident he's still alive, guys. I'm just, yeah, he is. Oh, okay. Thanks for thanks for verifying. <laughs> Can confirm. I think I need a hiatus fucking, from you, fucking people. Fucking fuck other Luke probably went to the Meatloaf, Meatloaf farewell tour last year. It's only his like third or fourth farewell tour. I looked, but his only dates were in like England. <laughs> ah, is he is he actually hey. British? No, I don't. I don't think so. Luke, you're the he always does the like the All Star Weekend celebrity game. So I mean, like he has to make twenty bucks or something. He plays in it for baseball. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's always in the baseball celebrity. Sorry, I was the NBA, and I just did not see him as a basketball. Player. Oh, oh no. <laughs> He probably wouldn't be alive if he tried that. No. Is Meatloaf one guy or is it like a bunch of people? Yeah, it's a guy. John Meatloaf. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I can't confirm that. <laughs> oh my god. I can't tell if we've actually lost Luke or if he's just lack of anything to give a shit to say. <laughs> or he just is dead because of John Meatloaf. <laughs> That's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choke to death just thinking about it. It's so fucking funny. <sighs> oh. Luke, if you're there, can you speak? Uh, you guys should take it from here. <laughs> well, you have really lost control of this one tonight. <laughs> Uh, I've got something that uh, could take a hiatus. How about every fucking car outside my window <laughs> revving their engine and honking their horn tonight? Hey, Red's one today. They're excited. Opening That's day, true, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I, I did think, I do think Dick Vital maybe could just take a hiatus from like speaking ever guy. again. He That's could, my... Yeah, like he could take a hiatus from ever be in the public eye again i thought you meant from <laughs> from music i thought he sang i was i was got excited there for a second <laughs> might be the only that, thing to make him worse <laughs> oh damn it if i could do an accent i would i'd do a call-in right now let it be baby <laughs> <laughs> fucking worst guy in the world no i'd take him over chris collinsworth any day oh at least collinsworth's voice isn't fucking obnoxious and didn't just shout random things it's like a, a Nowsworth Tourette's. Cincinnati Bengals legend, Chris Collinsworth. Yeah, don't forget. Don't forget. All right, moving on. Do we have a next news update, Luke, that you wanted to throw out? Yeah. Uh, so Rob Gronkowski from the New England Patriots mm -hmm. just retired at 30 years old after nine years in the league. The question for the group, are there any other athletes who hung it up too early, too late, or... What would we do if we could retire today? I think athletes who have probably hung it up too early, everybody always says Barry Sanders, which I guess I would agree with. I was pretty young when that all happened. But I think he was, I don't know exact age, but he was around 30 when he retired and pretty high up there on the all-time rushing leaders list. So, Yeah, he was like one of those guys who like, I mean, as a running back, I feel like you hit a certain point. And then just your numbers just start to tank. Like, I don't know if it's 30 or what, but it feels like every good running back, they don't just like kind of gradually get worse. They just kind of fall off the the edge of the map, right? And he yeah, was I would agree. like the best he had been, I think, when he retired. He was still really amazing. So there's something to be said for that, too. Like, you just never are shit. You kind of go out at the top of your game. Safe to say most running backs have the uh, Pulse Camp Cliff. <laughs> Well, that's a legendary cliff. <laughs> but like the Pulse Camp cliff, no one usually sees it coming, or at least <laughs> no. the individual. The individual doesn't see it coming. How about uh, how about Michael Jordan? Uh, the first two times uh, when he so was first time, suspended. First time was too soon, right. but he was suspended for gambling. Good point. Second time, I think, was still a little too soon, considering he had just won the the NBA championship again. And I think him coming back the third time was a mistake. He, it was too late then. Yeah. Oh, I meant from baseball. I think he hung it up. He should have stuck <laughs> it out with baseball for a while. <laughs> should, should at least try to get to the majors. Yeah. 
Now on the on the point of Rob Gronkowski, I heard a take earlier this week that I wanted to bring up on the Dan Patrick show earlier this week, like right after the the announcement. I don't even really remember how it got brought up, but at a certain point they got to the point of is it whose career would you rather have, Rob Gronkowski or the rapper Eminem? And Dan Patrick was very decidedly on the Rob Gronkowski side. That's one of the craziest things I've ever heard. Like Eminem is like the best-selling rap artist of all time. How would you not want to have his career? He's been doing it for like 25 years at this point. Well, maybe, maybe that's the point. I mean, Gronk what? is Gronk's 30. Sure. He's already made so many millions of dollars. He's never touched his contract money. He lives off his endorsements. Do you, I mean, do you understand how much money that Eminem has made during his career? Because it's astronomically higher than what Rob Gronkowski has made career-wise. Yeah, but how much of it did he blow during his drug-addicted years? Well, here, here's probably the opinion of the week. I don't think that Gronkowski is going to live to be how old Eminem is today. He'll probably die from something yeah. stupid. <laughs> Probably <laughs> it won't be like drug overdose. It'll be like falling off a boat or something. Just yeah. ran some random accident. But I mean, at the same time, though, I have no issues with the way Gronk did it because he's getting out when he's thirty. He's still young enough. He doesn't have to like, unlike Eminem, he put his body through hell to make his money. I mean, he was injured all the time, so getting out when you can still walk is a pretty good plan, I think. And just to piss you off, he's going to go to the WWE and put his body Son on the line again. <laughs> I hope you said body on the line in air quotes. His good friend Mojo Rawley already works there. I mean, the he's been there Mojo before Rawley? at WrestleMania. I mean, does Mojo Rawley still work there? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like it's up for they me. say so. Okay, well, this is trending the wrong direction. Somebody else chime in about Gronk. Well, I mean, I agree with your point, Adam. Like, he... Be, he just could only get so much more hurt, right? Like we saw this year, there were moments where he just looked like he was beat up. And then, of course, he kind of turns it on in the playoffs or whatnot. He still probably got that in him, but he's one of those guys that is just always going to go 100%, always going to go really hard and just get the, just get torn up and not be able to walk by the time he's like 40. Would we say best tight end of all time? No. No. Who ranks above him? Aaron Hernandez. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, Hernandez really could kill a defense. (laughs) R.I.P. Good one. Uh, Tony Gonzalez, probably. But think how many years it took Tony Gonzalez to do that. I mean, he played till he was almost 40. Yeah, but different. I mean, different league circumstances, different rules affecting like how offense is operated. He was, I mean, Tony Gonzalez, isn't he like the first real like receiver as a tight end? He kind of revolutionized. Yeah, I would say it. he was, yeah, he changed it, but he, cause he was one of the originals to come from a basketball background. Mm-hmm. So he came in as a division one basketball athlete. Yeah. I don't know about what numbers say, but I I almost feel like Antonio Gates probably has a career stretch that equals or at least comes very, very close to some of Gronk's career numbers. At this point, though, Gates could be in the conversation for should have retired a couple years ago and still still trying to play. Yeah, that's 100 percent true. Like he might be on the other side of the spectrum. I will say, Adam, that on a like per game basis cuz Gronk was injured so much he's probably one of the best but at the same time like this will sound like a major homer comment but at the same time like Tyler Eifert on a per game basis is super close to Gronk on almost every line he just happens to have only played about 16 games in 5 years but well, yeah i mean that's the thing and like obviously that counts against you but at the same time like it has to count against you cuz bottom line is you can only be judged on what you do on the field Right. But I know Gronk put up astronomical numbers. I mean, you can argue you had the greatest quarterback of all time throwing him the ball. So mm-hmm. that helps. But I th- I mean, yeah, I'd I think- say there's been some debate, I know, but I'd say probably first ballot Hall of Famer. I'd be some shocked if not. 
Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, without question, I would say there's there's something to be said for him being in the best possible circumstances. But at the same time, it, you you kind of make your own circumstances at a certain point. Like, yeah, your team success oh. probably is, you know, it's not all your your to your credit, but it also shouldn't be like a reason why it shouldn't be a detriment to you if you were on. Yeah, a really it shouldn't good count team. against you. Like you didn't. Yeah. Like you didn't get to pick. At the same time, though, I'm going to go ahead and start this rumor that he is the one who framed Aaron Hernandez <laughs> just to get the competition out of the locker room. Conspiracy theory. <laughs> Starting it right now. So when you guys hear it, like next year, like really picking up steam, you know where it came from. All right. Last news blurb of the week. Jordan Peele's Us broke the modern horror box office number by a lot. Uh, everyone, I'm sure, misses Luke's movie news, but has anybody watched anything worth noting lately? I've I've actually got two movies here um, that I'd like to mention. Uh, the first one is Instant Family, just came out, just just released on DVD, uh, starring Mark Wahlberg. It's about where they become foster parents. And I know that may not sound like everyone's cup of tea, but it actually is a really fantastic movie and does a good job of showing what the actual process is and what families actually go through. Like it's not exaggerated at all, although you might think it is, but it's absolutely hilarious. And just, just to piss off Adam a little bit more, went and saw fighting with my family. The, Hey, I just uh, think that looks it, decent. Well, my wife, she she accepts wrestling. I wouldn't say she's a fan. She even said it was a lot better than she was expecting. So it was actually a really, really oh, good Oh, we get movie. it. Support. She gives you support. Best wife <laughs> in the world. It's a real real mirror or real window into, you know, what life could be like for you guys with supportive Boy. spouses. You ain't kidding. Now, I haven't Wait. seen that movie either. So here's what I want to say. Luke, we should get together and watch that for the first time together. Yeah, I'm good with that. I will shout out one movie I watched. It's called Molly's Game. And it's the true story of Molly Bloom, who was an Olympic class skier who ran the world's most exclusive high stakes post poker game and became like an FBI target. It's if you like based on true story movies that are a little bit around like gambling, poker. Like 21, I would say it's better than 21. So really good film. Would recommend it. It was a real real whirlwind summary there. Yeah. She was a, what, an Olympic class skier and then ran a high stakes poker game and was an FBI target. Yeah, I, I don't want to spoil it, but she was, she was in the Olympics and got hurt and then kind of got depressed and somehow started running poker games. So definitely worth a watch. Just out of curiosity, back to the kind of what brought this up. Do we know what was the previous highest selling horror movie before us broke the record? There we go, guys. That's the one place I don't get support. My wife refuses to watch horror movies. There's your negative. Hey, I'm on her side. There's no reason to watch that shit. <laughs> yeah, you're preaching to the wrong choir here, man. Me and Adam are staunchly against them. Like, I absolutely hate them. But, like, I love to hate them. Like, they scare the shit out of me, but I like that feeling. And no, see, that no I'm with you, Luke. Yeah. You don't hate them. <laughs> no, I'm at the point in my life where I don't need to fucking be scared. Uh, Andy, I think I think it's it. Oh, okay. For, in terms of opening, opening weekend. So. Right. so, six months ago, that's the most recent one? I mean, look... What do you? I, so we're on pace to the next one comes out. It's going to break that record. So this isn't even really news. It's like it's just like every Marvel movie or uh, yeah. Star Wars movie or whatever that comes out every six months that breaks a new record. To, Same kind of thing. Had to reference that shit, didn't you, nerd? Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> All right, that's it for news segments for the week. Let's go ahead and jump into our favorite segment, the top three. And Andy, what do you have for us this week? So the top three that I want to discuss this week is the top three tournament moments of all time. Top three tournament moments of all time. It being March, we're in the season of March Madness. 
period we talk about our best moments that, that we remember. Who wants to start? I can start. I have three pretty easy ones. Uh, I do have an honorable mention that a lot of people might not see coming. When I was a second mm. year, when I was in my second year at Ball State, the women's team beat Tennessee in the first round of the NCAA tournament, which was kind of cool to watch that game happen. And then you go outside, a couple people celebrate. The next day, no one mentions it. <laughs> that was probably a pretty massive upset, Ball State over Tennessee. Yeah, I want to say it was like a 13 or 14 over a, I said it'd be three or four seed. I want to say maybe it was a 15-2. I don't know. Regardless, it was like I said, it was kind of cool. Like you, I saw, like you see on social media that it's happening, so you turn it on and watch it finish. But like I said, like the next day, you would have never known anything happened. And by the time they came back to campus, they had already been eliminated, so it was over. That's even more impressive given how chalk that the women's tournament typically is. I think the first round there were right. three upsets this year, and two of those were nines over eights. Right, and I think they still. I think Pat Summit was still the coach then, because that would have been two thousand and nine. Yeah, there, there's a real RIP. Yeah. Anyway, Pat, back to the real. Is top Pat three. Summit dead? Yes. Jesus, Luke, are you fucking kidding me? So to recap this episode, Pat Summit <laughs> dead. Meatloaf, not dead. Alive. And first name is John. Official name, John yeah, First name's John Meatloaf. Holy shit, she did die. Yeah, we weren't making that yeah, up. We weren't making it up. <laughs> Back to the happy, happier times. Top three. So I have been fortunate enough to, in my time, see and remember, well, there's been more than three, but see three and remember them. Titles from my favorite NCAA basketball team. But believe it or not, not all three are the titles. So number three is, it's the 2009 NCAA title because I was a big Tyler Hansborough fan and he finally got his title. 2005 is my number two because that's the first one that I could actually watch and like understand. I mean, the 94 or whatever, that didn't, I was six. Wait, wait, wait. Before you get to your number one, Adam, sorry, I want to jump back to the Tyler Hansborough point. Mm-hmm. Where does he rank in terms of all-time, like, college players that sucked as pros oh he's if we're just talking basketball he's probably one or two you think him like adam morris said i mean he was a four-time all-american it's pretty amazing yeah not a lot of people have accomplished that let alone go on to do absolutely nothing in the nba (laughs) (laughs) there's only so many like scrappy white guys that actually had success yeah, but at the same time, though, you could argue that he's, you know, top one or two all time that doesn't factor in how shitty he was in the NBA. Sure. Yeah. The guy was a stud, especially for being a undersized white guy. I, I still don't even understand how he ever, like, scored a basket because it was always him getting fouled and then, like, throwing up a shot sideways and it would go in. It made no sense. It was the patented low post white boy way to play. <laughs> Focus on body control. The ball will find the hole. And my number one is actually not the most recent title. It is the Luke May shot versus Kentucky two years ago. I can remember it happening like it was yesterday and me standing in my living room by myself, I think, jumping up and down, celebrating after what had, I thought, been the lowest moment of the season came the highest. So you're you're in a pretty special position, I think, between the three of us because you actually have a team that has won titles <laughs> in college basketball. So <laughs> I, I, I'm disgusted with you, but at the same time, totally envious. All right, who's next? I'll go ahead and go. Um, I went a little different route than him. He had like his personal moments that he saw that were special to him. I kind of just went with like in general, like the biggest moments that have ever happened. Uh, So with number three, I went with UMBC over Virginia, the 16 over the one it had to eventually happen. And the fact that it did was just insane. So I think that has to be up there in the all time biggest moments. That was the fact that it was not in doubt after like, like midway through the second half too. Like there was Virginia did not have a chance with even in the last like 10 minutes, they were just down 20 and getting their asses kicked. It was amazing. Yeah. It it was ridiculous. Definitely something we won't forget. 
And one of the biggest takeaways I have from that upset is the fact that my team, who some who gets a one seed every once in a while, will never be the first one. <laughs> <laughs> that is the biggest thing. It's like because you do not want to be a fan of that team. Uh, I would say number two, uh, more memorable than that would be 1983 title game with NC State upsetting Houston. Uh, one of the biggest upsets ever. It's still replayed every single year. The big, you know, half court heave and then the guy just tipping it right in. Uh, I think think we can all picture that in our minds without having to think too hard. Or Jimmy V running around the court afterwards. Absolutely. I always, I, I totally remember the call always. Just the, the guy's like, Wittenberg, oh, it's a long way. And then the guy dunks it and people go nuts. So good. I love the reaction on the face, of on his face. He just looks so confused. Like, did I win? Did it happen? What? <laughs> <laughs> so this is going to sound like a really, like, I don't mean this going off like it sounded like a dick at all. Oh boy, I can't Would- wait. Would it be as big of a deal that happening if what happened following with Jimmy V had it not happened, had he not died from cancer a few years later? Would it still be as big of a deal as it is? I'm going to say I think it's still a really big deal because it was a huge upset. It was a buzzer beater, a wild buzzer beater to win a national title. But then at the same time, like you see that a thousand times more than you would have if it was just like, you know, only played on the one shining moment montage at the end of the season. Like you see it a ton of time during Jimmy V week, like all throughout the tournament because it's ESPN is such a huge sponsor of, of like that cause. So it's kind of their, I don't know, their cornerstone. Yeah. And like I said, don't get me wrong. I love that thing. I've watched the Jimmy V speech a million times. Like I, like everything about that, it was just mm-hmm. a question. I, I think it's a fair question. I think it'd still be top 10, probably even top five, but it may not be in that conversation for number one if it wasn't for that. Mm-hmm. So speaking of the conversations for number one, um, this question said tournament moments. It didn't say NCAA tournament moments. Hmm. Son of a hmm. bitch. <laughs> Interesting. Go on. So, so you have the 16 over the one you have the NC state. I'm, I'm going a little different route. I'm going to say the 1996 King of the ring. Yes. Is the greatest tournament moment of all time. Adam, let me fill you in a little bit. You may not be aware of this. This is where in the tournament finals, stone cold, Steve Austin beat Jake, the snake Roberts. Now that may not seem that great to you, but let me read this quote for you real quick. After the match was over, Stone Cold Steve Austin completely ad-libs this line. You sit there and thump your Bible and you say your prayers and it didn't get you anywhere. Talk about your Psalms. Talk about John 3.16. Austin 3.16 says, I just whipped your ass. (sighs) Tell me that a 16 over one. Tell me that NC State over Houston made as many millions of dollars on t-shirts as Austin 3.16 did. I mean, there's no arguing with that. There really is. You don't even have to be a wrestling fan to admire how completely just badass Stone Cold Steve Austin is. And without that tournament win, without that impromptu promo, without that wave of Austin 316 to raise him to the top, we may have never had the Attitude Era at all. Great moment. Maybe. I mean, I'm not going to lie. That maybe the top moment. I don't know if there's any beating that, Luke. Well done. Ever. We've just really gone off the rails. Somebody else? Somebody else? Honorable mention for me is when Villanova beat UNC on the, at the buzzer in the 2016 <laughs> National Championship. Hit that three right as time expired. Fucking sweet moment, wasn't it? What's great is that that's an actual, like, that, that's a legit answer. It, it's not just necessarily to spite you, Adam. <laughs> it has to be considered. Actually, yeah, so not on there, Adam. That was just to poke some fun at you. Uh, I went with with moments that I actually watched live, and I was unfortunately sleeping when that one happened, so it does not count in my book. I unfortunately was awake when that one happened. (laughs) (laughs) 
As much as I'm making fun of you, I can't even imagine. So that would be miserable. I, I'm going to mention one that's not in the tournament. If you guys get mad, then I'll throw that one back in and, and pretend. But I actually was watching live, and I don't mean like in person, but I mean on TV, when Indiana hit the shot, the three-pointer to beat Kentucky when they were number one at Assembly Hall, which is which is something that's shown all the time, which was a really cool moment to watch live just because I love buzzer beaters and well as well as – you know, I, I enjoy watching Indiana. So that one's on there. Apologies, it's not in March. Okay, that, I, I want to interrupt you. That can't possibly count because it happened in like November in a game that ended up not mattering at all. So take that. But take regardless, that you still remember exactly like even I remember exactly what I was doing when that happened because I missed it by seconds. Yeah. So, Andy, shut up. Yeah, all right. Whatever. I guess we're just counting any moment that you can build a shrine to in your in your arena. Is that what? I mean, I hope we are. If Purdue has any kind of chance of making the list. <laughs> oh no! Don't worry. Purdue doesn't make the list. <laughs> I was gonna say, I don't know if Sweet Sixteens make list or not, but <laughs> I could probably add in more wrestling moments, though, <laughs> if if those are our guidelines. <laughs> Number two, uh, the 2011 Connecticut Huskies. So they had an 11-game run that was pretty much the most ridiculous thing in the world. So in the 09-2010 season, they had a horrible season. And then in 2011, they lost four of their last five. Uh, they were a nine seed in the Big East tournament. And then Kimba Walker turned into Jesus, and they won 11 games straight. They were a nine seed in the NCAA tournament and just marched through the entire tournament on cardiac Kimba's back. And that's something that even, I'm not a Connecticut fan. Actually, I, I didn't like them at all because they beat Cincinnati a couple times probably during that, that run, but uh, a moment that I'll never forget. Which turned out to be one of the worst national championships though, too. Like neither team yeah. won the score. <laughs> it was a pretty bad game. It was awful to watch. And number one for me, you guys will really appreciate this, since my greatest sports moment is a loss. This, also a loss for me, but uh, in 2006, every year, you know, you <laughs> fill out the NCAA bracket, and I used to be great at it, and it was probably before, as Adam said earlier, I overanalyzed everything. And in 2006, I was having a really great year in my bracket, and I picked Winthrop. Little old Winthrop to beat Tennessee, a 15 seed over a two seed. You know how often you pick a 15 seed over a two seed? Never. Nobody ever picks a 15 seed over a two seed. But I did. I picked Winthrop to beat Tennessee. And I'll be damned if with 3.9 seconds left, they weren't tied 61 61. And I was about to be the biggest genius in the world. Like I was writing, my letter to ESPN was already written to hire me immediately as a 17 year old because I know what the fuck I'm talking about. And Tennessee inbounds the ball, and they hit a buzzer beater uh, to win by two in 2006. A moment that I'll never forget. I, I seriously will never forget this because I had Winthrop picked, and it was the biggest moment of my life, and, and Tennessee ripped it away. So there you have it. So is that why you hate Tennessee <laughs> yeah, now? Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> hate them, but yes. yes it is. <laughs> well, we're certainly cheering against them tonight. Um, I, what I wanted to say about that was this is how big of an idiot I am. You literally started off with saying this was a loss for you. And then like midway through it, you I'm describing the situation with Winthrop and Tennessee. I, I was like, oh yeah, I remember when Winthrop upset a number two seed Tennessee. Oh, of course. I just <laughs> made it up in my head that they did win that game for a second. And then you kind of crushed my dreams. I was doing the it. same thing. I thought the same thing. It's the way he told the story. I mean, I'm remembering false information. You you guys thought that Cincinnati beat Pittsburgh in that playoff game, just by the way I painted the picture. <laughs> right. Yeah, same, same sort of thing there. Quite the, quite the wordsmith. All right. Um, I'll get to my, my top three real quick here. I do want to throw out an honorable mention. Luke, you mentioned the 2011 run for UConn going to the title game. My honorable mention is the the year prior, the Gordon Hayward failed buzzer beater shot at the end of the national championship game against Duke. That was such a just a memorable moment from a you know everybody everybody that I was watching with certainly and in, in Indiana was cheering for Butler. But 
having that come so close and then still lose the game was absolutely heartbreaking, but just a great tournament moment. So I wanted to mention that. My number three, I'm going with the the Bryce Drew Valpo game winner over Ole Miss in 1998 because it was awesome. It was a it's you know the classic underdog small Indiana school. They they get that the full court pass all the way down to like like the three point line. The Valpo guy out jumps two Ole Miss dudes, catches it and like in the air tosses it to Bryce Drew. He hits the leaner three and they win. Just a great moment. Great one of the greatest buzzer beaters of all time, and, and great for just a little Indiana school. Um, that one is one of my all time favorites. One of the ones that you always see on the on the montages and stuff during March Madness. Uh, so I love for that sure. moment. My number two, uh, I'm going to be, I know Adam was a little bit of a a UNC homer. I'm going to be a little bit of an Ohio State homer for this one and go with Ron Lewis hitting a three to send their, their, believe it or not, their second round game against Xavier into overtime. This was during the the Greg Oden, the Mike Conley years or year, excuse me. Uh, in 2007, where they made their championship game run in the second round, Xavier had them down down three late in the game uh, with seconds left at the free throw line. Xavier misses a free throw to go up by four. And then Ron Lewis, who may be a candidate for great college player that never did anything ever again, dribbles the length of the court or they dribble the length of the court, get him the ball and he hits a three at the top of the key with Gus Johnson announcing it. And it's just a great moment. For, for Ohio State fans everywhere. I guess Johnson has some great calls just in general. He's a great announcer. When something crazy happened, he was the perfect guy on the mic. Definitely. Dude with a ton of excitement. Makes any big moment just, just better, really. And then my number one tournament moment is George Mason, the original double-digit Final Four team. The, the moment where they beat UConn in the Elite Eight to go to the Final Four was in 2006. That entire game, I remember I, was, I had no stake in the game at all other than cheering for an underdog in George Mason. But the whole, time, like the whole game, I was up out of my chair, like pacing around like, oh, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. And they, take, they, they go head-to-head with, with UConn, who is either a number two or a number one seed. And... The game goes to, you know, they, they play with them the whole game. They take the game to overtime. And then in overtime, the 11 seed beats the top seed. It just seems so unlikely, but it was just one of those ones where you're jumping up and down like the whole entire overtime, freaking out because it was actually going to happen. And it did. And it was a great moment. So that's my my number one of all time. My most memorable moment. People are like, are you, oh, you're a huge fan, huh? No, no, not at all. I was just really bought in for that one, like that one run. Was, yeah, everybody wanted to see George Mason go to the Final Four. Then it yeah. was yeah, that was before it had ever happened. Before it was the first time an eleven seed had ever made it. So it was it was completely new. Now eleven seed makes it every other year, so it's not really a big deal. But back then it was. All right, that is our top three for this week. NCAA tournament time, as always, exciting. Uh, on that note, thanks for listening, everybody. We really enjoyed the the episode today. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms. We're at Opinions Anon Pod. Believe on Twitter and Instagram. Check out the Facebook page. Feel free to comment, like, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, on Google Play, anywhere podcasts are available. Maybe, maybe just those two places. I don't really know, but maybe subscribe just to them on there. Maybe maybe just Apple. We don't we don't really know. But uh but subscribe to us, leave a leave a review, rate us five stars, really helps us out and we really appreciate it. Uh that's it for this week. We had we had Adam, we had Luke, we had other Luke. I've been Andy. Thanks for listening, everybody. It's kind of like that, but with one more tit. That's it. Yeah. I think there's a lots of tits. Yeah. Yeah, I just trying to make our childhood sound better. <laughs> we really did have a sad one. I like how it was just one more. Like, 
was there <laughs> there just one like just one by itself is that what we get or did you have one during your childhood that would just yep. like happen to be there during a king of the hill game no nah, she would only yeah, choose the, one <laughs> the neighbor came out to broom the the porch off and one of her teats fell out so <laughs> teats <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Adam, I'm going to take back my my mean comment. I'm sorry. Can we be friends again? Because we want nothing to do with this question. Yeah, I'll tell you what. They can discuss. I'm going to go sit on my porcelain throne. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we should have saved this for halfway through the episode when you guys actually needed a break. That maybe would have been a a better idea. Yeah, we're out of practice since we booted off that segment about the nerd. (laughs) Forget to do with all this time that you get back in the middle of the podcast. Exactly. All right, can we move on? Let's. Do we have any more NCAA tournament thoughts before we move on? I part of me thinks the NCAA tournament is exactly what we need to move into. <laughs> but was Wait, that like okay? Was that, was that, that was a half segue. Somebody else take it from fucking here. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I mean, there's like. <laughs> There, there's other I'm like e- I'm a setup segue guy. Are there more fucking emails? No. Uh, there's other news things we're talking about. I thought we discussed them. Oh, like you were actually sorry. here. <laughs> no, I told you I was dealing with Layton. I missed it. No, no, no. This was before the entire podcast. Oh, oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Speaking of next news segment, WrestleMania coming up. You guys want to like spend Come an hour yes. or two? Isn't that how we picked up Andy in the first place? That is just true. It, I think we've learned nothing good comes from a WrestleMania. Well, special. if you want to be, if you want to really talk about it, that's where you picked me up too, because that's the first episode I listened to. Yeah. Hey, look at that. Huh. Yeah, take the, the fucking credit, Andy. Go ahead. I'm pretty sure I sit there on mute for like forty-five minutes. <laughs> Andy, that probably Good makes con- tonight like your one year anniversary. So happy anniversary. Gotta be close. Yeah, Thanks. Gotta be close. Yeah, it's gotta be right around here. Uh I got you the same thing that I usually get on mine, so good luck and uh <laughs> use some lotion. <laughs> Is that what came in the mail today? Yeah. yeah. Weird, <laughs> oblong shape. <laughs> It's a bit quiet over there. <laughs> you guys are the fucking worst. <laughs> <laughs>